This is the world-famous marriage segment with Robert Kosick on the Sam Malone Show on AM 1070, The Answer. I, I love this portion of the Friday show. It's a chance to just downshift, put the political stuff on hold for a little bit, put the godless all left on hold, the hashtag corrupt media, their hatred of America and our Judeo-Christian values. Put it on hold. We do that all week. And then focus on the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. Because it is so refreshing. It is just like a great drink on a, you know, on a hot day. They'll say that cold lemonade. And when you are in a strong marriage, it's all good. If you're not in a strong marriage, you know what? There's enough tips that have been written by Robert Kosick. You can get your gears back. Uh, in fact, this is tip 232, written by Robert Kosick, who wrote the book Honor the Vow years ago. Uh, he's a marriage uh, coach and uh, church deacon, a good friend of our show. What's up, Mr. Kosick? Hey, happy Friday to you. It is a good Friday. Rainy, looking forward to snuggling with my wife tomorrow and not having anything on the calendar. It's, it's a good weekend. Tell me. True that, brother. <laughs> True that. Yeah. Hey, i got to tell you, I got a, a, an incredible email, uh, text message actually last night. About a year ago, I got a call from a buddy of mine. He said, hey, a friend of mine just moved in with us. Uh, he has a small child at home. His wife wants to get a divorce. And so any way you can help him out and stuff. And I said, yeah, sure. So we talked for a little while and went into a pretty intense kind of a turnaround mode for about a month or so, at the end of which he actually moved back in with his wife. And they started reconciling and getting everything back on track. And I just got a text last night from this buddy of mine who had moved in with. They just had their second child. Isn't that awesome? All right. That How cool is that? So that's that should make you feel good. That should make you feel good. It is it's, to be a part of be a part of that. Just think of the, the generational impact that now has. It could have been a divorced family that the two couples could have given up and said, "Forget it, we're done." And now the kid would have grown up with separate parents. And just think all that mess that happens down the road. That's not going to happen now because they're going down the road together. That is, that's what makes what we do absolutely worth every minute and sweat and tears and everything that we put into this segment. Uh, it, it just makes it all worth it. Amen to that. Robert Costa, good stuff. Love success stories. Love success stories. <laughs> Tip number 232 is on our Facebook page right now. Mr. Costa has written 232 different marriage tips. This one's entitled, That's Just the Way I Was Made. A common response to constructive criticism is to claim, hey, that's just the way I was made, Pally. The reality is there's nothing more than a cop-out. Just because you are made a certain way doesn't mean you have to stay that way. In other words, the way you are isn't necessarily the way you should be. Truths about changing who we are. One, nothing easy about changing old habits. Two, permanent change comes from a desire to be a better person. And three, Change requires an intentional effort. It just doesn't happen on its own. Take it away. All right. So actually, a lot of people, when they do this, they actually pull God into it, and they say, well, that's the way God made me. And I always tell them, you know, that, that may be the way God made you, but God doesn't like to leave you where you are. He's always trying to make you better. So uh, this, this really is just a cop-out when you say, well, that's just the way I am. Deal with it. Uh, that that is just gets my hair to stand on end. Because just because you are a certain way doesn't mean you need to stay that way. And that, that's true, too, of any kind of garbage you've had in your background, abuse or any of those kind of things. You can choose to let that impact you going forward, or you can choose to not let that impact you. There's a lot more to it than that. That really simplifies it. But, but it's your choice to, to really let things dig in. And this is one of those cases. People are, are just like, well, you know, I'm just that way. I've tried to change. It never changes. It's just too hard to change. So I'm just not even going to try and change. 
And when that happens, really what you're looking at is number two there. People look to change because you're looking to get something for the change. So my marriage is not doing well, so I want, I'm going to be a better husband so that my wife will treat me better. Or I'm going to pump my husband up so that he'll want to spend more time with me and not work so much. Those are all destined to fail because you're doing it on a conditional basis, and those never last. What I try to get people to understand is if you want to change and you want to be a permanent change, you need to change because it's just the right thing to do. You're just an idiot, and you don't need to be an idiot anymore, so change. And if you do it that way and change because I just need to change because I want to make me a better person, all those things you're looking for down the road will fall into play, which is, which is something that is an intentional effort that you really have to do. And, and if people can just get that little formula right, man, you can radically flip a marriage in a heartbeat. Love it. Robert Kosick, my wingman on our world-famous marriage talk segment, Fridays at 8.30 Central. Give me some examples about habits that, well, that, that's just the way it is. I've been doing this. This is the way I was made. Give me some examples of habits that can be broken, that can be changed. Yeah. So a, a one that a lot of couples deal with is uh, flares. So they get angry really, really quickly. And uh, a lot of times they'll say, well, I'm just going to put some boundaries in place. Before I walk in the door, I'm going to think of happy thoughts. I'm going to think of whatever. And I'm going to try to hold my breath. And I'm going to internalize what's bothering me. And they try to do that for a while. And you probably can do that for a while. But if you're not saying to yourself, me flying off the handle and getting angry really easily makes me an ugly person to be around. And I don't want to be that person. So I'm going to change that because... I don't want to be that kind of person. If you're doing it just because you're trying to say, well, it irritates everybody else, so I'll just try not to do it, Right. it, it just isn't going to work. You've got, to, you've got to not want to blow off steam and have a short temper because it's just not good to be that kind of person. What that allows you to do then is dig a little deeper and say, well, what exactly is it that's causing me to fly off the handle? It's probably not whatever the actual event was. It's, it's whatever that actual event represents. Usually it's disrespect. It's feeling inferior. It's feeling like a failure. And whatever just happened makes that flare up, kind of like PTSD. A certain event triggers your mind to say, I can't deal with that, so I'm shutting down. It's the same kind of thing with this, with your anger. If you're going to flare up on anger, it's because something else is there. And if you say, I want to change that, it then gives you the freedom to dig deeper to find out what really is the problem as opposed to just putting a Band-Aid on something and hoping that it sticks. Damn. Folks, y'all need to get this squared away. I mean, you're married. Remember how, like, you couldn't wait to chase each other around when you were, you know, newlyweds? And and, and maybe you got to the point where you just can't stand to be in the room with that person? <laughs> come on. Come on. It's, it's why cars have R and D right next to each other. Going forward, going back. Get it fixed. That's why it's first year and second year. Get it fixed slowly, a little faster, a little faster. But get it fixed because at times you don't feel good. Like, you know, I got a little head cold, whatever. I was talking, telling them last break. Yeah. Nothing better than going home to a husband or wife who loves you and wants to take care of you. I and, tell you. I get, I, yeah. You know, I get some hot chicken soup, hot matzo ball soup from Kenny and Ziggy's or something. And, oh, yeah. yeah the, well, as you know, I, I keep a running list of future tip. That's why we haven't had to recycle and because I got about 75 of them already. And uh, and one of those is actually how patient are you with your patient? So I have, I'm in the business world. So KPIs, key performance indicators are, are part of my life. That's what, that's what we look at. What what are some indicators that you're doing what you're supposed to do well? So I keep a list of them. Well, this, how patient are you with your patient is a pretty good indicator of, of what kind of value you place on your spouse and how well uh, you, you value them and want to do things for them. So we may need to do that one next week. May, I may need to bring that one up the list a little bit. I love it. All right, also in our world-famous marriage talk segment, uh, 
Mr. Robert Kosick, who wrote the book Honor the Bell, writes the hot and heavy marriage tip. It's called Stuck in Park. If going for a drive, and by the way, this is all on our Facebook page, Sam Alone Show. If going for a drive with your spouse is as exciting as being stuck in park, try thinking about the drive time from a different perspective. Instead of letting your thoughts about how going for a drive will make you feel, focus instead on how much your spouse enjoys the scenery and the time together. Most times, doing things for the benefit of others results in our desire to do things even more. And as, as you'll see in parentheses, that's coded. All I got, all I got out of it is I'm driving somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, you know, because the kiddos don't listen to the show sometimes on the way to school. Yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So we try to, we try to cut us. We all know what we're talking about here, but it's one of those things where you say, you know, hey, I think tomorrow morning we ought to get up early and go for a drive. And she's like, I'm going to be sleeping tomorrow morning. I'm not going anywhere uh, for a drive. And so it's one of those things where a lot of couples. And I'll keep it in the same context of driving. A lot of couples lost the passion to go for a drive together. And so when the one couple says, hey, I really want to go for a drive, or I got new seat covers, I want to take them for a drive, you're like, eh, not really interested. Uh. If, you, if you want to reverse that cycle and you want to get excited about that eventually, start thinking about what it means to your spouse. And this may be that you're not really in the mood to go for a drive, and there's really no excitement to you for going for a drive, but you're sitting there thinking, but they really enjoy it. That really means something to them. If you start focusing on what they want to do and why they want to do it, just doing something for somebody else, that in itself will make you feel better about yourself, but it will also make you feel better about the other person. And that's a really um, attractive thing is for someone to want what you're offering. And if you're offering to do this, even though you're really not in the mood to do it, you'll start drumming up feelings to want to do that more, and eventually you'll both want to go for a drive at the same time. Love it. Heavily coded, but love it. Our world-famous marriage talk segment. What's even better is, you know, Hollywood, Mr. Kosick, has taken a vow to destroy the, the sanctity of marriage. That's the, you, every sitcom, the woman's a scheming conniving pain and every sitcom the husband is a, is a doofus and the kids are disrespectful and there's never embrace of God's word in the household so we put up we post this content on our Facebook page it's amazing how many people will troll it or you know watch it but not like it mm-hmm. and I'll put up a picture of Maria Todd my lovely uh, former sidekick from KRB 400 something likes whatever I'll put a picture of Denise and I at a Jersey Shore bar. I mean, whatever. It'll be like, oh, my God. When I post the marriage talk segment, people are still uneasy about just throwing a like. Just standing along the institution that God has brought together, man plus woman, no schmuck shall ever tear apart. So Absolutely. I get a kick out of seeing people eyeballing it, but they don't want to put a like on it because it means they stand up for the sanctity of marriage. So. So maybe this weekend I'll go out for a really nice juicy burger with my wife, and I'll get a picture of me and her together holding a big fat juicy burger, and that'll become our staple picture, and that'll really confuse people. I love the burger. You click that, but I don't want to click the merit, and we'll just get them all confused. Exactly, exactly. Well, there's there's, there's a certain good feeling about doing what's right, about versus yeah. doing what's popular. And I'd rather be on the right side. Our good friend Robert Kosick, as we wrap up our world famous marriage talk segment with marriage tip number two hundred. And 32. That's outstanding. Go to Sam Alonso. You'll see it there. Or you can watch the video and watch us talk about it. Mr. Kosick, have an outstanding and blessed Friday. I'll talk to you next Friday.
I'm looking forward to it. Maybe go for a drive this weekend. <laughs> yes, sir. Heavily coated. Yes, sir. <laughs> you got it. Back in a second. Thank you. Back in a second. AM 1070, the answer. You better 